So a very warm welcome. Today we have with us Mr. Sujay Suresh Kumar, co-founder and currently the chief operating officer of Lilu. He is a Forbes 330 Asia 2022. If we talk about his qualification, he has done his he has done his masters from the University of Pennsylvania IACOPS program from NSF, the National Science Foundation, and undergrad from the Osmania University. If we talk about a bit about his company. Lilu builds products and tech-based uh, devices to empower new moms. Lilu focuses on helping new mothers to fully enjoy motherhood by uh, providing products that help them to meet the demands of their daily life. Starting in 2016 at Lilu, he has played an instrumental role in inventing a first-of-its-kind device that helps new mom address some of the most commonly faced lactation challenges, including clogged ducts and mastitis. After his six plus years of devotion to this company today lilu is one of the top 5 startups improving postpartum health health worldwide so coming up to the first question sir from where did you get uh, from where did you and your team get the idea for this product uh i mean how much time do you have like it depends on how long this this answer can go right because just the origin story is so long um so i come from uh, from hyderabad like you mentioned uh, like i i did my undergrad at osmania university and i uh, and uh, my undergrad was in, was in electrical engineering um and i grew up in a in a family that always sort of valued um you know gender equality and inequality um in the society just in general and, and how important it was and you know it, it was very different like i could see the stark differences between how um you know things were inside the house and things were outside the house right like they, you can you can see how gender equality is very prominent in, in the society in, in the culture there in india and growing up that way like i I, saw, i think it always stuck with me and i sort of um always wanted to do my bit to contribute that uh, to um removing that barrier right like to move like bridging the gap of women and women especially in a country like india where it's so important like i think um the the potential in india is so big uh, and i say that uh, having now having gone to a country like china um, like i think like india has the, the all the resources all the um the opportunities to be uh, a world leader and and i think um it's come a long way but i think there's still a long lot lot more to do so for me like growing up in that culture like i think yeah, like i said i think it was I, i always grew up with those values so um fast forward to 2012 when i was done with my uh, with my undergrad uh, i like I, i don't know if you guys remember there was this very big uh, case like of rape in, in delhi uh, uh, like the 2012 rape case of, of dr jyoti um and i i think that ignited the spark sort of i think that that um, you know like whatever was inside that uh, i couldn't keep it inside anymore so i wanted to do my bit to change that so that's where i started innovating um first so i i created my own sort of ngo um in in in, uh, in hyderabad it's uh, like um, and i named it after the the victim i called it jyoti and the sole purpose was to just basically give a a platform for victims of uh, and survivors of harassment uh, and and abuse and rape in in um in hyderabad and and uh, you know give them platform to anonymously uh, announce their grievances um and and so like even helping one or two people made such a huge difference in in me right like i think uh, you feel so great about uh, not just yourself like about the contributions that you're making for the society so um i mean it truly made me feel proud of myself for the first time 
fast forward uh, to when I'm doing my master's program at the University of Pennsylvania in, in, in electrical engineering as well. Um, this is where I met my, uh, my co-founder, Adriana, um, and she was pursuing a master's in product design. And so we meet at this, uh, this uh, engineering robotics lab, um, and uh, we decided to become lab partners for that class. Um, and, uh, you know, we like it started with just working on small projects, working on like, you know, like tiny elevators and actuators and like robots and building cool things as you as you do as students here. Um, and then when time came to decide on the final project, that's when she mentioned the idea of, you know, wanting to do something in healthcare. Um, and, uh, and, you know, apart from my passion uh, to build uh, products for women, like I've, I've like also grew up with this passion to um, become a doctor it's like i think in india it's very common for everybody to be either a doctor or an engineer and i think somewhere down the line like I ended up choosing one path uh, instead of the other um you know being good at both math and science um, but i've always had a, a soft corner for healthcare and so um when she mentioned this idea to me and and she mentioned that she'd already started sort of looking into um you know the breastfeeding industry so she saw apparently so she has a background in computer science from mit and she uh, she had worked at morgan stanley before um pursuing her her master's at penn and she saw a lot of her friends and colleagues uh, at morgan stanley come back to work from their maternity leave and um, she saw them struggle to juggle between work and breastfeeding and making things work for for her babies uh, for their babies right and and uh, and for someone like Adriana, it sort of stuck with her you know like in a, in, a, in an amazing company like morgan stanley that provided all the resources that provide all the support that um that parents need like that mothers need for that transition they still couldn't make it work despite all that support and that spoke something right um and so just a little bit of digging i don't know if you guys like uh, if, you, if you're ever writing this article and if it does come up like i'd love for you to put a screenshot if you go to google right now and you just type in you know breastfeeding is or like you type in breast pumping is the results that it spits at you obviously it depends on the location but if i do it right now like the things that come up are like you know breast, breast pumping is painful it's stressful it's it's miserable like um and when Google throws all those negative results at you, you know that there is something wrong. Uh, so, I mean, neither of us parents, but even just doing a little bit of research on Google and like talking to some moms, right away we knew that there was something wrong with this industry and like that we had to fix something. And so we started there, we knew that um, like breastfeeding industry itself has been word of innovation for a long time now. And that's globally, right? Like that's not just in one place or the other. That's not just the United States or India. Just globally, like if you look at the breast pump as a tool, the way it was like five decades ago and you look at it right now, like it looks the same. Um, and you don't like think, tell me about one other gadget um, that you use in your daily life or that's important in your daily life that look the same like looks right now the same way as it was like 50 years ago right like you don't you cannot come across something with like that, that has seen zero innovation in the last five decades so for us like we definitely knew that there was like something that needed to be explored so we just set out there and and um, and we we spoke to moms because we're not parents ourselves it was very important for us to understand some of the the problems that they go through like what are the, the pain points what are what like what, like how can we help as engineers and designers like what can we do to make it better so we didn't know what product we were building like we just wanted to basically address the market and see what can be done so again like we interviewed like close to 500, 600 people right off the bat. Um, and we knew that um, we could build a product that could actually make breast pumping experience better for moms. Um, and again, just based on all these conversations, like like we, we created like a whiteboard of all the things that are wrong in the space, right? And we, we had like, probably I can list like 
15 different innovations that we could have done. Um, this one we believed was the most impactful and they could help moms the most. But like I said, there's been such a lack of innovation. We could have gone with one of 15 things. We chose this and we said, okay, let's build this, um, like let's build prototypes for this. And and lucky enough, like we had the support, amazing support from some professors and and um, and the staff at, at UPenn and they had like labs that would help us. Um, and I think what you guys, I, I keep mentioning what you guys are doing is amazing because it's very important for at the university level to to inculcate that that uh, that spirit of entrepreneurship. I think it's super important. So that was very alive at Penn, and so that helped us understand uh, what needed to be done once we graduated. And I think just based on the research and um, and all the hours and amount of work that we put in, and like all the the horror stories of breastfeeding and breast pumping that we'd heard from moms, like we couldn't. Um, you know, we couldn't just leave it at the project level. We had to continue working on it as a, and like that's why, like right after graduation, we incorporated this company and and um, we got a little bit of seed money from like a couple of grants and and we just kicked it off from there. Thank you so very much, sir. So yes, the next question I would uh, like to put up is, like, uh, what was your family's response when you told them you are quitting your job and starting up Lily. Yeah. So believe it or not, like like looking at full-time jobs, I have done internships in, in India before, but if you look at full-time jobs, this is my first ever job. Like starting a company was the first uh, like job for me. So obviously, like looking at it from my parents' perspective, um, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was it was daunting for them, but no, I like I couldn't hear um even a second of doubt in, in their voices right like i think right from the beginning it was like okay just go get it like if this is what you want to do like and you believe in it like we believe you so like please go for it and um and yeah like i think that's the second most important thing right like support from people around you from your friends and your family becomes so important just because as an entrepreneur you go through so many ups and so many downs like in, in your daily life like without the lack of that support system like that, that you know um you know a lot of times like you're not taking any salaries for yourself and like for me when we got started like we were taking like stipends that weren't enough enough like what like wasn't in, enough to pay our rents right and um again like um just it's not that i took money from my parents but just like even hearing from them um yeah when when they say yeah like you don't worry about money we'll take care of you just like go out there and, and like you know live your dream like this is important like if what you're building is super important just bring it to the market and we'll see what happens from there right um so yeah never never like again i i was a, a yeah i've been in doing this for six years and uh yeah like again it takes a village like people keep saying that right? like it takes a village to start a company and like run a company and um and yeah i had that village with me like at home so um Uh, the next question I would like to put up is, like, uh, what was your experience when you hired your first 10 employees? Uh, we haven't reached the point yet. I mean, I, I guess at some point, cumulatively, we uh, uh, we were able to, you know, hire contractors that, uh, and um, at some point we had 10 people working at the same time. But um, right now we're still like a pretty lean team and like we keep things uh, small just because it's a very big undertaking having to have like that, that bigger team and scale up. Um, but yeah, I mean, even having like 
you know six to seven employees that we do like um it's 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 uh, definitely daunting right like i think uh, when uh, you are you're just two founders all you have to worry about is yourself and now suddenly you have to worry about this this entire team and like you have to worry about um all the decisions that you make because now they don't just affect you they affect the entire team um but i think it's important like to to hire the right people um and we we were we got super lucky because our team also includes customers uh, who who have pumped with the product. Like we, we, um, we, you know, like moms who who actually tried the product and like who were like one of our very early customers ended up joining the team later on. So um, it's important to at least for the the first few hires, like you said, like for the first ten hires, I would say even for, for the first hundred hires, it's important for a company to hire people with the right values. Who, who believe in the mission as much as you do and who are not just in it for the wins, but who, who will stay with you through the losses. Um, and like I said, like you are going to see probably the same amount of lo lows as you see highs in a startup culture, like in a, in a, in a new company. So um, yeah, I guess that's the only um, point to keep in mind. Like when you're, when you're hiring someone, I think it's important and you should take your own sweet time in, in doing that. Uh, and I see a lot of companies doing that right now. So. Yeah, exactly. The manpower is the real power of the company, which oh, supports and uh, helps to grow a company. No, 100%, 100%. And I think it's important to also recognize where you, like, uh, for us very early on, we, like, we were very honest with ourselves about, like, where we lack our skills like we know we are very strong with like product development and like technology aspect of it but when it comes to marketing especially like um and when you're selling to your customers who are parents i think it's important to hire somebody who can speak to your customers and like the marketing team the sales team i think it's super important to know where you like i said like where you like where you lack in skills and like hire the people that like fit uh, into that puzzle right like you're not gonna have all the skills that you need like you're gonna um yeah, it's, it's just like putting that jigsaw together, I guess. So um, finding the right pieces for your jigsaws is all it takes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, how did it, uh, it was like, what was your feeling when you get your first sales? Oh man, I'm, yeah, I, I still remember like we launched on, on Kickstarter uh, and um, yeah, like we would like, I remember still going on there and like re hitting refresh. Like it was a, it was a campaign that lasted like around two and a half, three months. And then we raised like 30K in, in, in that campaign. And I remember like just sitting in front of my computer every single day, just hitting the refresh button every three minutes, just to see how many more backers we've gotten. Right. Um, I mean, that was a sale, but then, um, yeah, like when, when you hear from, from somebody who's purchased the product, how much the bra means to them or like how much the product means to them and, and what kind of difference it's made in their lives. Like hearing those words for the first time, like it's like, yeah, like um, I think this is essentially what I live for sort of, right? Like I think, uh, like I said, it's six years of doing this. Um, things can get pretty tiring pretty soon, but then just having, um, you know, at, at the the top of it the customer who makes all the difference in the world like making like having like listening to those testimonials like once they come to you and tell you that you're making a real difference in their lives i mean that that ignites a different kind of fuel altogether in your, in your body and your soul so um yeah i will never forget those first few moments where we heard our first testimonials from our customers and our testers and yeah i think this is what keeps us going even today like um yeah six years down the line like i'm still not tired of doing what i'm doing so yeah yeah, that's great. So I guess that's the best feeling uh, someone can get uh, if uh, his or her customers are satisfied with the product. 
Well, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, again, at the end of the day, it stands for what you're doing, right? Like um, entrepreneurship and like the, the whole culture in general. Like, yeah, like for me, it's about products of service and the products that we offer. But it doesn't have to be like bound by those definitions and labels like products, right? Like I think any, any like I said, if you're able to make a difference in someone else's life with, uh, with your skills, I think that's the only thing that matters. Like, um, I, I mean, sure, I could have gotten like a, a job at like Amazon or Google and just like, you know, sat behind the desk for, for several years. And I know that my work wouldn't have mattered, I guess, like on a micro level, on a macro level, I'm sure I would like any, everybody is making a difference and no job is small or big. I think it's, it's important. But for me, like, again, uh, what fuels me is seeing directly how my work is changing lives and how like there's a direct impact. And so for me, again, like even if if it weren't for Lilu, I guess uh, it would have been another like startup company. But I like, again, knowing me the way I am, I think I, yeah, um, uh, this is what gets me off sort of. So um, yeah, very okay. accelerating. I think if that's the word, like accelerating. So um coming to the next question like uh, in which country or countries is your company operating in right now um so um lilo is based in uh, the us um but we sell the product in uh, a few countries in asia as well uh, we launched in singapore last year and we're like we're going to launch in japan um in a week's time i guess like the units have shipped like all the regulatory stuff is taken care of so we will launch in japan shortly um we have gone through the regulatory process in europe and we did a very soft launch in europe um but um just because again like it's going to take a large team to take care of all these operations and all the the, the daily activities in these countries so um we have to be careful about like the partners that we, we have and like how um, again just important to also understand how that works um but yeah right now we're in the us singapore japan i mean the product is in these countries um and um, we are again like we will expand likely more in, in asia because we do see a big niche there uh, and like a big gap of innovation there so more Asian countries, like hopefully China and, and India next to come. That's great. Hope you get a uh, great success of your product in Japan, I guess. So, uh, so uh, uh, coming to this question, like if you think in the upcoming future as a part of your expansion plan, like yeah. if you think of launching the product in country like India, yeah. Like where the aristocratic population prefers not to talk about such a topic in the general public. Yeah. Like how would you proceed with the promoting your flagship product? Um, that's a very important point that you bring up, right? I think um, in all Asian countries, for that matter, not just not just India, all all uh, developing countries where I mean, uh, it's it's uh, I won't say it's easy, but like a country like the US, it's it's very different because this country has been like again, the independence came about several several years ago, like um, like the whole move, movement around uh, gender equality, it's still ongoing, but like it started several several years ago, so um, I think it's very important to talk about these taboo topics, right? Like that are, that are like not, uh, again, something, it, it is changing, right? Like you are like, look, uh, getting all these movies around like periods and like, and and uh, it's, it's important to have that, like media is very important. So I think even before we launch a product in India, I think what will be important is just the education aspect of it. Um, I mean, in the US, what has worked is just education around the product. But I think in a place like India or like other Asian countries, it'll be more just around the culture of breastfeeding. It will be more around the culture of um, like the taboo, right? Like I think just breaking that and, and uh, 
you know letting people know that it's okay to talk about it because literally every second person in the in the country is going to go through that at some point right like every woman has to go through that and for that matter every dad has to every parent has to go through that right um and it doesn't make sense like why won't you talk about it like just why like uh, why are you still sticking to cultures that are like several several thousand years old and people are not that way jobs are not that way today i think it's important as we talk about data and like how you know machine learning and and uh, and ai and like we're in the world of like blockchain and here we are still not wanting to talk about important topics that need attention right like um but again like i said i think things revolutions don't happen in a day um not to say that things are not headed in the right way i guess it just needs more pace like i guess it needs needs more acceleration and it needs more young minds and companies uh, to come up and and entrepreneurs to come up and and make that happen so um i still believe that it can happen uh but it's just a matter of like finding that with them understanding um what works what doesn't work and and you know you, like you can go about it the wrong way you can go about it like revolting the the the, the culture that exists or you can go about it understanding why that culture exists and how you can actually break the the norm and and you know and educate people the right way so um education matters so i think the first step is going to be educating people and then once people understand the culture once people understand why it's important to talk about things then then maybe we can bring products and and you know bring more innovations in that space but now like if we just come up to india like i guess like we we can find distribution like we can find hospitals to to launch with this product right um but again like what's the point uh, if if the conversation is still not going to go on if people are still not going to talk about it i think how many people in india for instance know about breast pumps right like not a lot of people at least like when i came here when when i heard the the words breast pumps for the first time in that lab that i mentioned the robotics lab i didn't know head or tail of what was going on like um uh, like so for me it's important to get that education going so that's that's going to be the focus if we ever launch in india in the near future Yeah, exactly. It's more important to first educate the people to kill the social taboos and all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, what does it uh, a day in the life of Sujesh Suresh is like? <laughs> um. Ah. Uh... all over the place to be honest like i guess um, as founders you wear many many different hats uh, um i won't say things change on a daily basis but then definitely on a weekly basis you like your priority shift right like i started the company as a cto um like my role was more on the technical side of things and then um as we grew and and like we started with four founders and now like we have we are two founders right like again like as things went on and uh, the the tougher it gets like i think when the going gets tough the tough get going and that's the saying right so um we we unfortunately did lose lose those two co-founders and and but now the responsibility on the two of us on the two of us and so um shouldering those those responsibilities like shouldering uh, all the all the work i think um it's it's like again i grow every single day and like looking back at where i was 6 years ago like i feel like i'm i was such an immature kid like just not knowing what i was doing and now i've come a long way and all of that has come from experience right so typical day um you know i i just wake up i wake up early so I, like i get up uh, you know 6:37 um you know i i get ready and i walk to work uh, that's the only bit of exercise that i can possibly get uh, during the day so on a weekday um so i walk to work which is not far away which is like 20 30 minute walk from here so uh, at a working space go there and then we typically my co-founder and i and like all like my team to get, like all together we have um 
meetings every other day so we all get together we discuss the the plan of action for the for the day like for the week and then what what needs to be done on that particular day and then we just create like a checklist for ourselves of things we absolutely need uh, to get done on that day um again i think a structure like that is very important project management and like uh, maintaining a, a, a scrum way of work is super super important just staying staying agile for a startup is super super uh, important so uh, we've built that into our culture built that into the, the story of Lilu. so that is almost every day for us like where we just create a checklist and then we check things off as the day goes on and then yeah i think um you never really get done um like you you like you stop working at the working space at 6 p.m but then you're home you're still thinking about what what needs to be done the next day um i guess uh, the entrepreneurial spirit like lives on right like whether you go home or whether you're at work it doesn't really matter like you're always thinking about your company um so yeah i'm, I'm just here thinking about uh emails that i get from different parts of the world like i said if you're launching in japan like now is the time i start getting the emails from the japanese team and i respond to emails uh, at the night um i mean that's how the work is here uh, a, a typical day looks like in the us but again like i've been traveling like back and forth like i've uh, worked at least for the last couple of years during the pandemic i worked from india so um, maintaining if you would ask me two years ago or like a year ago what my typical day was like my answer would have been completely different like I was working crazy like 16 17 hour days just trying to make things work um, you know with the meetings here and the and the work during the day there so it's, again like it's all it's all it's, it's all very exciting when you're doing it but it's very important um, to stay hydrated not to get burned out uh, to give your family the amount of importance that they deserve and um, you know still take a step back from work from time to time and realize that there is a life outside your work as well so it's easy for a startup founder to forget that but um, yeah at least I, like again like I'm fortunate that I have uh, amazing people that you know that surround me to, to keep reminding me of that so that's great so uh, my next question is like uh, what are the most important considerations while working on your like minimum value product a viable product um i think first thing i, I would suggest any any entrepreneur to do um is not get excited about um the product that you're building or the technology that you're building i think the first first step is to go out there and, and talk to your customers and i'm not saying like one or two customers i'm saying hundreds of customers because it's important like you will never hear the same story from two people right and if you do the minute you hear the same story from five ten people that's when you know that like you've struck gold like when you hear the same problem um back to back from the same that's when you know that there needs like there's a a gap of innovation or like there's something that needs to be done there so i think rather than i think a lot of founders get that wrong right like they get bogged down in the the product they, they come up with this amazing idea and they say okay like i'm gonna build um you know tinder for manufacturing or whatever shit like um i think uh part of my friends there, sorry um but um but it's important i think putting the customer's needs ahead of you is super super important um and um being lean is is very very important as well so uh, before you achieve product market but i see i see companies uh, it's important i think it's a try it's a trade-off like going out there and, and fundraising or like bootstrapping um knowing what we've done with Lilu, like i would like if it's uh, at all possible to to bootstrap i would have like again if i could turn back time i would have done that um at least in the early days like you do need the support financial support um to kickstart a company but like i wouldn't have you know, raised uh, a significant amount, um, you know, without actually having 
and that product market fit that you mentioned, right? Like the MVP. And the MVP doesn't have to be a product. Like the MVP can literally be something that's Frankenstein together, right? Like at the end of the day, you just need to build something to show your customers um, and let them know that this can solve the problem and see how they react and like how they will, uh, like, yeah, how their reaction towards the product and like how much they will pay for it and like trying to understand. So I guess the market side of things comes next, but then just trying to understand your customer, the needs, um, and putting them at the forefront uh, of, of uh, your your R&D is super, super important. So, yeah. I don't know I if that answers that's... your question about MVP as such, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is my question. Yeah. The yeah. question was that only I got yeah. my answer. Absolutely. So, uh, coming to the last question, uh, like, uh, what is your advice for young professionals and collegiate students for their early career? <laughs> um, I, I again, like, uh, this was my first job. So, like, for me, if you like, if you're asking my opinion, I would suggest everybody should be an entrepreneur. Like, everybody should understand what it feels like to be an entrepreneur. But not everybody can do that, right? It's not everyone's cup of tea. Like, a lot of people want that stable, quote unquote, stable life where they're like, they like, um, uh, they can they have fallback options or like they have a retirement plan already. Like, um, but I guess you. I mean, there's never, uh, you're never too old to be an entrepreneur, but I think it's, it's, uh, it's all like, I think it's definitely easier when you start early, just because you have, uh, you, you get to explore more, like you, you cannot take the, the risks that you, you can afford to take, like when you're young, uh, when you're like 40 years old and like you have a family with you, right? I think it's, it's, it's important. So, um, yeah, I mean, if we're purely from the, uh, an entrepreneurial perspective, I think, uh, I think everybody has that that spark everybody has a little bit of entrepreneurial culture in them um i would love uh, in any way i can to contribute and like ignite that i think again uh, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, for the colleges to help uh, students and like you know have proper programs in place to to um, you know to develop that uh, entrepreneurial culture and then we leave it to the the students and say like if you still want to go for a job go for a job but i think it's important for them to understand what it actually means to be an entrepreneur and and uh, and you know i think it's two different lives altogether right? i think uh, the, if they don't know what this kind of life is going to be they're not never going to choose this they're only going to think oh this is too risky for me and i'm not going to get into it so um just having been through it myself and and the amount of things that I've learned in the last six years, I don't think I could have ever learned this vast amount in, in any other corporate environment. Um, so that's why I also say it's very important to start early. Like at least I feel it's important to start early. So I would suggest like all the students to at least go through an entrepreneurship class and understand what it actually means and, and get some kind of hands-on experience, even if it means just taking part in a, in a project or like a class project or, or, or you know, even if you're shadowing uh, um, other entrepreneurs and and like you're just staying with them for a week or two weeks and trying to understand how they typically work. And like you said, like what is a typical like work uh, day of work like for them um i think that will give people perspective right so having that perspective is very important um and i believe in a place like india that like that has been missing for a long time now but more and more as more and more startups are coming up and you you, you you're starting to see the importance of uh, entrepreneurship a lot more now and i think the um again like with with awareness i think the government is also sort of getting involved slowly but steadily in like funding these startup companies and there are vcs that are coming in as well you didn't see all these vcs 10 years ago in india right like it's it's a new phenomenon that there are vcs and angel investors in india so it's important to 
keep that culture going but again what like to me at the forefront of that culture is education at the so um keeping uh, like i said like having an education program just around entrepreneurship will be super super helpful for for students so um career advice i don't think uh, i've done enough in my life to give career advice but again as an entrepreneur like i would love uh, to help fellow um you know students not fellow students but just students develop that culture of entrepreneurship in them and and if there's anything that i can do to help with that i would love to so uh, i guess it's a great message for all the young entrepreneurs and you are a true inspiration for all the young entrepreneurs you are a hope 30 under 30 so Gosh, yeah. thank you so very much sir it yeah. was a great experience and i got a great learning from you And Absolutely. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Keep me in the loop. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm. Like I said, I, I feel very humbled to be a part of this. But um, definitely, definitely keep me in the loop for anything that I can do other than this. To um, again, if it means just speaking to other students, um, or, or like some kind of seminars, or where you get together like different entrepreneurs and you, you have them take classes or like whatever we're doing right now, maybe a more uh, uh, expanded way where it's more direct. Uh, directly talking to the entrepreneurs answering their questions uh, sorry talking to the students and answering their questions um happy to engage in any way i can um let me know uh, keep me posted um again it's wonderful what you guys are doing and uh, thank you um, genuinely thank you thank you so much for thinking about me thinking that i'm worthy enough for this um and um thank you for your time ஒரு <laughs> um so yeah i'm 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 glad uh, i'm glad i'm i'm in a position to help others now um so um yeah feels feels great that's really humble of you and even in case of delhi i'm i'm really sorry please pardon me i'm not sure about the entire india what's happening but yeah. i know about delhi yeah so we have actually an incubation center set up in our college and five different colleges yeah in the last uh, eight years back i guess yeah and then uh, delhi government is releasing an entrepreneurial course for yeah. i guess 17000 students to enroll that's awesome yeah that's huge right again like the, it's recognizing that the, the the importance of that is important is is it's huge so um, yeah like i said i think things are headed in the right direction there like you do see a lot of spirit in, in india right now so i guess keep it going i think it's happening because of you guys so 